Hey guys, it's Melissa here. Today I want to talk to you about love and how love can come in unexpected places and unexpected ways. Now some of you may be thinking, I don't need to hear about love, I've already found my partner. And that's great, but I think that you can still get something out of this podcast. But I know that there are also a lot of you out there who haven't found the right person. You're still looking and you feel like you're looking in all of the wrong places, like you found every frog that's out there imaginable and you're just not finding the right one. So today's podcast is really especially for you. First of all, I want to tell you not to give up. Just because you haven't found someone yet, it doesn't mean that your someone isn't out there. You know, unfortunately, we spend most of our lives comparing ourselves to others. And so when we see other people around us getting married and having children, and we think that that's what we're supposed to be doing right now, and why hasn't it happened for me? You know, everything has a divine timing. And sometimes things aren't meant to happen to us until later because we have a higher purpose in the earlier part of our lives. There are all kinds of reasons why we don't find people or we do find people when we do. You know, it's all about timing. But one of the things I want to talk to you about is if you truly, truly want to find a loving partner and you want to find someone that's healthy and not end up in a toxic relationship, you have to love yourself and you have to work on yourself. And this is where a lot of women fail and they they go about it totally the wrong way because they put themselves out there and they're out there with this either desperate energy like I need to find somebody I really have to find someone my time is ticking and you know I only have so much time to do this and to have kids and well that's a very desperate energy and you're going to drive people away so that's one thing the other thing that people do is they go out there excuse me, not really loving themselves deeply and completely. So they go out there putting this energy out of, I don't really love myself that much. And you might as well wear a big billboard saying, you know, don't pick me, I'm not that great. Because if that's the way you're feeling about yourself, that's the kind of energy you're putting out there. You cannot attract the kind of love that you deserve if you don't love yourself first. So before you get out there and really try to start dating and doing all of that stuff, you've got to work on yourself. And that's why a lot of people, you know, when they talk about rebound relationships and people when they just get out of relationships, their next relationship doesn't usually last that long. It's a rebound relationship. Well, it's because they haven't healed the stuff from their past relationship. There were issues, the relationship didn't work, and usually it boils down to something within ourselves too. Because whether we like it or not, oftentimes our soulmates who are sent into our lives, and these can be romantic soulmates, but they could also be just a person who's in your life like a family member or a friend, but our soulmates are here to show in us what we need to fix within ourselves. They kind of show us our shadow side because we usually can't see when something is broken within us. It's hard for us to see because we're not looking at a mirror all the time. It's like if you were to walk around with something on your face, you know, like maybe you have lipstick going up your cheek or something, you wouldn't know it unless you just looked in a mirror, but you're not staring in a mirror all the time. 
but someone who's working with you might come up to you and say, hey, you know, you've got something on your face there. You might want to fix that. Well, that's kind of what, in, in essence and in a nutshell, our soulmates do is they tell us, hey, you've got stuff on your face. Hey, you've got something in your teeth. But it's the internal stuff. It's the, hey, you've got these deep inner childhood wounds. And while they don't directly come out and tell us that, generally the fights that we have with them, the conflict, it all stems from those deep inner childhood wounds. So they're pointing out for us the things that we need to heal. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, I'm not really sure what my deep inner childhood wounds are. And I get that. It's, it's a complicated thing. So you may need to sit down and sort through this, whether it's journal writing. But here's one of the things that really pointed me in the right direction. I did the whole forgiveness thing for the relationship that I was in. And you can do it for multiple, multiple relationships because the worksheet that you go through has you sit down and look at the situation as though you were observing it. And then it has you really think about what was the situation all about? What was I supposed to learn? <clears throat> what was the lesson I was supposed to learn? And you can always ask your guides to, to give you guidance. You know, what was the lesson that I was supposed to learn in this situation? And usually things come up like, oh, you know, I have deep feelings of rejection from my childhood or I have feelings of not being good enough because I was never good enough for my parents. So those feelings come about and then we can start to heal those feelings. And one of the ways we can do that is by doing tapping exercises. <clears throat> you can go and uh, look on YouTube, Nick Ortner, and... Also, Brad Yates, they do tappings. And you can go and look on YouTube and find the tapping that matches whatever it is you're trying to heal. Or you can also do guided meditations to heal that deep stuff, past life regressions. Also go in and look out lessons we are learning because sometimes it's not even just from this lifetime. If there was a karmic lesson we were supposed to learn from a previous lifetime and we haven't learned it, We'll have to learn it in this lifetime, or it's still being addressed anyway, and so we need to go back and heal that. But a great way to really heal yourself, to fill yourself with self-love, is to use mantras. I love them, and I love looking at them and telling them to myself every day. Because you say something enough, it really becomes a part of who you are. And it's easy, and it's a great way to really try to flip your mind script, like flip the script in your brain that keeps telling you you're not good enough. And there are a lot of great mantras out there, and I think I've told you this before, but I'm on Pinterest. What I really like to do is to create boards on Pinterest. So I have not only my vision board for the future, but I also have different boards for different kinds of mantras. So I have a a love mantra board, if you will. And this is to work on my inner self-love, but also attracting the right kind of love. You know, you put out there to the universe what it is you want to attract. You know, that you want to attract someone who treats you the way that you deserve to be treated. And if you want someone who's going to treat you that way, you've got to start treating yourself that way too. Like, how would you want someone else to treat you? Well, then you've got to start treating yourself that way. Because in treating yourself that way, 
people see that and they see, oh, you know, this is how she expects to be treated. And also, it, it really does set a boundary for yourself to say, this is what I deserve and I'm not going to accept anything less than this. Unfortunately, too many people are all too happy to accept less than just because they don't want to be alone. And personally, I would much rather be alone than with someone who makes me feel alone or with someone who just doesn't see my worth, you know, who takes me for granted, who cancels plans or just puts their own needs ahead of mine. And yes, while you do have to take care of your needs, it should, again, be 50-50. So it's not someone else always doing what they want to do, but it's a 50-50 give and take. So if you want to see that in a healthy relationship, first of all, and I've said this before, you have to know what it is you want in a relationship. And a great way to do that, because a lot of people have no clue what it is they even want. They just go, I want a man. And... That's what they put out there. It's like, okay, do you want just any man? Because I don't think I would say that. I don't think you want just any man. You want a kind, loving, caring, you know, what do you want in a man? So figure that out. And that might not come to you right away. You might say, well, I really don't even know what it is I want in a man. Journaling is a great way to figure that out. You sit down and think about what what are your values? What do you value in a person? And when you can choose to spend time with somebody, what is it that you like about that person that causes you to want to spend time with it? Is it their sense of humor? Is it the fact that you can talk about anything? Like, what is it? So journal what it is you absolutely would love to have in in a perfect idyllic partner. And then journal what you absolutely do not want in a partner. And go back and look at it, and it can be refined. The list can be refined. But, you know, you've got to give the universe something to go on. Now, I wouldn't get caught up in, like, he must have blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, don't do that. Because when you may want that, you would be eliminating a lot of people if you're going to limit yourself to just that. But I would think about the characteristics and qualities that you would like your person to have because it's the inside and spiritual part is really much more important than the looks you know at least it should be of course you have to be attracted to them I'm not saying you know I'm not saying you can't be but I'm just saying that you know it's important that you get the qualities if you have two people who are equally attractive you're going to pick the one that you connect to more and that your values align with more so think about that Um, The other thing is that you need to act as though you already have this awesome love in your life. And you do have love from a lot of different areas in your life, from your family, from your friends. But you need to act as if you already have this person in your life and that you love this person and you're so excited to see this person because it's all about the energy that we're putting out. If you're focusing on that, I don't have him, where is he? You're just going to be calling in more of that I don't have him, where is he, energy, which you don't want because that's delaying what you don't have, right? It's delaying it more. So instead, imagine as though, and that's the law of attraction, just imagine that you already have this wonderful, awesome person in your life. What does it feel like? And every morning, you might even just send love out to this person even though you don't know who it is. You know, I wouldn't even have anyone in mind. I would just say to my future um, to my future 
divine counterpart, you know, my future romantic soulmate. I send you love this morning. I hope you have a fabulous day. You know, just something like that. I've even heard people say that they've written a letter to them, which would also, I think, be kind of cool because then after you met the person, you know, once you felt comfortable, like don't do this on a first date or anything because she'll freak them out. But, you know, eventually you could then show them the letter that you wrote them and you might be surprised at how things really match up with what you wrote there. So I think that would be an interesting thing to do. Write them a love letter and then save it. And then when you do meet your divine counterpart, because they're on the way. Everyone has someone, you know, if you want to have someone. So don't feel like it's never going to happen because it is. And sometimes it is about divine timing because the person that you want to be with or who is supposed to be with you isn't ready. You know, they might be in another relationship where they need to be released from that. They might have work to do on themselves, you know. If you ask for your partner before they're ready, you know, if you put a demand on the universe, like, I want to meet this person next month, if you do that and the person is not ready and they come to you, it could end up in a disaster because they just weren't ready for it yet. Timing is everything. You know, I learned that from the last relationship I was in. In a different timing, in a different setting, this relationship may have worked. It didn't because it wasn't the right timing. Um, It was an absolute horrible timing because he was absolutely not ready to be in a serious relationship. So people have to heal. They have to heal wounds. Um, You know, a year ago, After my breakup, I would not have been in a good place to start a new relationship because I hadn't done any of the inner work that I needed to do. I hadn't healed myself. I hadn't addressed any of those inner childhood wounds or, you know, the wounds that I had experienced from my first marriage. I had never healed completely from that. So I wasn't in a good space. I'm in a much better space now and much more ready. So you have to think about the divine timing and easy to get impatient, but think about it in that way. If you ask for this person before they're ready, you demand that they're here, you might end up really regretting that because the timing was so bad. Give your person the space they need, you know, and give the universe the space the universe needs to help this person heal and make sure that you're fully healed. You may be realizing that you're not fully healed yet. You know, we had a whole discussion on yesterday's podcast about the process of awakening and spiritual journey. Most of you are in the middle of that process, and in the middle, you still haven't healed everything either yet. So you've got to work on yourself. You've got to work on healing yourself and making sure that you absolutely love yourself deeply and completely before you can move on. Trust me, moving from relationship to relationship is not a good idea if you want it to be long and lasting, it's not a great idea. If you're not healing <clears throat> from your past and from the previous relationships and just healing yourself in general, you're going to continue a vicious cycle because you're not doing anything different. And, you know, the cycle is just going to continue. If you want to see a different kind of relationship, you have to behave differently. And in many cases, that means you have to go in and look within and see, you know, okay, what is going on? 
what do I need to heal? How can I be better? Before you can then go out and attract something better. Because what you're doing is you're healing yourself and you're raising your vibration. And you're knowing your self-worth. So when a guy comes to you who is a crummy, I'm going to call him a crummy guy because I mean he's going to bring you crumbs. He's just going to offer you, you know, just a surface level relationship that doesn't go very deep because that's all they can offer. You're going to immediately say no because you know your worth. And what may have happened before was you may have gotten into a relationship with this kind of person and then gotten your heart broken in the middle of it. But when you become better at <clears throat> knowing your worth and loving yourself, you don't even let yourself get in relationships like that because you don't need someone else to fan your ego, which is basically what someone's doing. They're making you feel better. But if you already feel good about yourself, you don't need someone to come in and make you feel better. Someone will come in and make you feel better if they're your divine counterpart but it's not that you need that. It's just like an added bonus that they come in and make you feel better. When you're getting into relationships <clears throat> for all of the wrong reasons, that person is coming in to boost you up and to boost your ego and to make you feel better because you don't feel good about yourself. And then it becomes like a needy thing, like, I need you here. It's codependent. I need you to feed my ego to make me feel better so that I feel loved. And if you're if you have a healthy love for yourself and you know your self-worth, you don't need somebody to come in and do that. So when someone comes in offering this stupid, piddly little offer, you're going to say, no, thank you. Um, you know, I know my worth. I don't, I don't need you. And <clears throat> you'll move on. And then you don't end up in this cycle of bad relationships. And you're not being with someone just to be with someone so that you're not alone. And the thing is, when you're happy and comfortable with yourself, you don't mind being alone. It's perfectly fine because you, um, you know your worth, you love yourself, you love being around yourself and being around other people. You don't need that. So it's not like a desperation, like I need to have somebody. It's like, I'm good. I'm good with myself here. I'm fine. Would I like to have a partner? Yes. Is it a necessity? No. So... And I will tell you that some men are intimidated by that. Some, the weak ones, the ones who come to bring you crumbs, will be intimidated by that. The, the true divine partners who want to lift you up and who want to treat you the way you deserve to be treated will not be intimidated by that. But there are some men who will be because they're weak. And I don't say that if there are any men listening. I'm not saying that to, like, bring down all men. I'm just saying that if a strong woman, someone who knows her worth and who values herself, if that intimidates you and you don't want to be with somebody like that, that says something. That used to be a thing that my ex-husband would say to me to make fun of me is he would say, oh, I forgot you're a strong woman. You know, he would say that to me in a condescending way, again, making fun of me to make me feel bad. But really, it said more about him than it did me, like that he had to point that out. <clears throat> All right, so if you are looking to, you know, really find the right person and you've done all of the deep diving spiritual work, you're in the middle of that, you're doing it. 
get yourself some great mantras to help you. I'll tell you a few of the ones that I really like, but I would um, highly recommend that you go to Pinterest and find some and just make a board that you can, that way you can, like, I can pull it up on my phone and I can look at all of the pins that I have and I can say them to myself, like, as I'm getting ready or whatever. So I, um, I like this one a lot. It's for self-love. And again, I truly believe that self-love is the key that's going to bring in the right love for you and You know, I'll be totally honest, I'm with you right now. I'm single, and I'd like to find somebody I'm not actively out there looking because I'm working on myself and I'm doing my business, and, you know, I I will get out there at some point when I have time again, so maybe this summer. But I love the self-love affirmations, and this one says, I deeply love and approve of myself. I am a perfect reflection of my beautiful soul. I love me. I really love that because beauty really has more to do with your energy and your soul than it does your outer appearance. And I like this one too. I am attracting all the love I dream of. I am worthy of a healthy relationship. Love and abundance surrounds me every day. I love myself enough to allow someone special into my life. Those are just a few that I love and I think are great. And I'll put some of these affirmations in the description of this podcast. But I think you need to find the ones that resonate with you because you know what it is that you need to hear. And you need to tell yourself that every day and make that a priority for you to really get those mantras in. You can do meditations. You know, I might... Um, I don't have one yet, but I might create a self-love meditation. I know I said I was also going to do a third eye meditation, so I need to record those. Um, I have already a few guided meditations for purchase on my site, but I'm going to add those to self-love and then a third eye opening meditation. So those will be available for purchase. I'll try to get that done this weekend but you need to have some kind of meditation that you're doing, a tapping. Um, I already have a couple of tappings on this podcast you can go back and find. But again, Nick Ortner and Brad Yates, they're both wonderful, and they both have tappings for lots of different things. Self-love is definitely one of them. So you can just go to YouTube and put in self-love tapping, and those will come up. There are, I'm sure, other people who have tappings, too. I just haven't had a chance to check out anyone else but those two. But I'm sure with YouTube, there's so many wonderful free things you can find, tools that can help you. So go there and look for self-love tapping. Um, Do the forgiveness. You know, I'll put the link again for the Radical Forgiveness site in the description. But it's just Radical Forgiveness, and they have free worksheets. And you can go and look at your past relationships. Do one. You don't have to do one for every single relationship, but you know there were probably a few that were significant. And for those significant relationships, I would go back and do a radical forgiveness for that because then you might actually see these inner childhood wounds and issues that pop up that may not have been obvious to you. So go back and do that, and then you can start to do even more deep diving healing work once you realize what it is that you are trying to heal from. 
Then if you have a keyword like, oh, I have a fear of abandonment, you can go in and do tapping for fear of abandonment. So really start working on yourself, loving yourself more. Tell yourself every day, I'm worthy of a healthy relationship. I'm deeply, I deeply love and approve of myself. I'm a perfect reflection of my beautiful soul. I love me. Okay, love surrounds me every day in every way. Start doing those mantras every morning and throughout the day. Do them throughout the day. And remember, catching your thoughts when you start to think negative things about yourself, stopping yourself, and then replacing it with four or five positive thoughts. It really does help, and it really does work. And when your energy is vibrating so high, when you start healing all of that, and now your energy is really, really in a good place, you're going to attract people. But also, as a little warning, you're going to attract all kinds of people still. So you may still get those guys who try to come in and offer crumbs. Or if you're a guy, you may get girls who try to come in and offer crumbs. I don't mean to exclude any men. Um, And, you know, the thing is, you're going to recognize that a lot faster. And you're going to say, you know what, I'm worth more than this. I'm worth way more than this. I'm not accepting these piddly little offers and no thank you. I don't want someone who makes me feel like it's an effort to make time for me. So don't, um, don't accept that, you know, and you're going to get better at being discerning about who you accept offers from and who you don't. And don't be afraid to turn things down and be alone because that doesn't I think some people think, oh, if I'm alone, that says something is wrong with me. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. If you're okay with being alone, that actually is very healthy. You know, you have to want to be in the right relationship. And people who just jump from relationship to relationship is because they don't want to be alone. They're afraid to be alone because when they're alone with their own thoughts, then they know they don't like themselves that much because their thoughts are not very positive. But when you've healed yourself and you fix your thoughts and you know that you're a wonderful and beautiful creature, you're not afraid to be alone because it's being alone is actually can be very fulfilling because you can relax and just, you know, unwind and do whatever you want to do. And when you have that kind of, what do I want to say? You have that kind of um, confidence in yourself Others are going to see it, and you are going to be attracting people in, and you're probably going to attract people without even realizing it. You know, you're just going to be being yourself and doing your thing, and people are going to start coming up to you and saying that they're noticing you, and you're going to be surprised because you're just doing your own thing and not even paying attention to it. And when I say that love comes in surprising ways, this is what I was trying to get around to is that you'll probably find someone when you're not looking and when you're least expecting because that's usually how it happens because you're not focused on the lack and you're not focused on trying to find. And with the law of attraction, it says, I put my intentions out there and then I let it go. And I let go of control about how or when it's going to show up. And I just am happy in my life and I'm joyful in my life. And it's when we are happy and joyful in our lives and we forget about it, that's when it shows up for us. So don't lose hope, and those of you who are in relationships, I hope that you guys are experiencing a lot of love around you too, and you may notice that 
um, you're experiencing more love from like family members and friends and people in your lives when you work on yourself. So keep up the good work, all of you, because I'm very proud of all of you for all the work you do. Every time people contact me and they tell me what they're doing and that they're healing themselves and that just makes me so happy. Like it really lights me up and brings me joy because I know what that is and I know how hard that is and I know how much work you're doing and you should be extremely proud of yourselves and I am extremely proud of all of you and I hope that you will continue doing the awesome work that you're doing because when you're healing yourself, you're not just healing yourself, you're actually healing generations of your family. You're healing generations because you're changing the DNA of your family dynamic when you do that. When we talk about ending cycles of abuse, well, in the same way, when you heal yourself, you're ending cycles of whatever was, you know, needing to be healed in your family. And that's awesome. And how great to say that you're the one who did that for future generations. So I applaud you and way to go. Awesome job. So I, um, I want to pull a card for you before you go. And one more thing, too, I want to say when we talked about imagining that you're perfect person is already there. One of the other things somebody suggested, and I really love this too, was that they even like hug their other pillow at night and just pretend like they're hugging their person at night, like hugging them goodnight and sending love to them in good dreams. And I know it seems kind of corny, but I like that idea too though. I like the idea of sending love out to the person because who doesn't need love? And when you're sending your love out there to that person, whether you know them or not, it's just a beautiful gesture, I think. And if someone were sending me love, I would be super appreciative of that. Okay, so the card I pulled for you is from the Heart Thoughts deck by Louise Hay. It says, I am always perfectly protected. And that's another thing that you need to realize is the universe has your back. So when you go out there and love, you need to realize that it's safe to love. Because if you're listening to your intuition, your guides, your entire spiritual team is trying to help guide you to the right person. So it says, when a fearful thought comes up, I recognize that it is trying to protect me. I thank it and let it go with love. I love that too. So when you have a fearful thought, just acknowledge it. Thank it for trying to protect you and then let it go. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and evening, and if you want to get in touch with me, if you have questions about any of the sessions I offer, you want to work with me, you can get a hold of me many ways. You can email me at melissaoatman77 at gmail.com. You can call me or text me. I will include the phone number um, for my business here in the description of this podcast. You can go to my website. You can message me on my Facebook page. Uh, You can also message me on Instagram. There are multiple ways to get a hold of me. So if you've been thinking about working with me, don't put it off any longer. Make the decision to invest in yourself. Get a hold of me if you have questions. If you're not really sure what kind of a session you want to purchase, just call me. We can talk about it. And as, as always, thank you for those of you who have been coming to my Facebook Lives. And don't forget to join me on Thursdays at 7 Central. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I am sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.